difficult, 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 Oh, you know, just dandy. Uh, everything's going to help, but we're still here. Tonight, I have my very first show Ooh, since the pandemic. That's very exciting. And I woke up, yeah, I woke up very calm, and then it hit me that I was performing again in front of 100 people tonight, and I was like, oh, God. And so now I just have, like, that hint of butterflies. Oh, yeah. You know, like, but I haven't felt that in so long. Oh, God, so yeah. So I'm really excited so uh this will be past the time but uh if you're in nashville and you came tonight thank you (laughs) (laughs) but i i I need to make people laugh and i think people need to laugh so i think good timing yeah so yeah shall we just get into it i don't know (laughs) i think so it's the only thing i can think about right now so i mean yes i think yes um today we're gonna talk about ukraine and war and russia and stuff like that because that's what's very present on i think a lot of our minds by the time this comes out everything may be different (laughs) i don't even know totally yeah we are recording on sunday the 27th at 11 a.m eastern standard time so even within the day things could change i don't know i can't think about anything else right now so you said that you had some friends that didn't know what was going on. I mean, right up until the actual invasion, like I was sort of start. I mean, I, you know, you kind of heard about it peripherally the last couple months or something. It was not being reported heavily in the media like a month ago. You know what I mean? Even though this has been building for like a long time. So I started like being more aware of it slowly but surely and thinking like a lot of other people, like he's not, He's surely he's not going to actually invade, right? Like that can't. That's insane. Like, there's no way. And then um, as it was getting closer and closer, I was getting more alarmed. And I realized that nobody knew in America, like nobody knew what was going on. They would they they were like, what's that about? Mm. What's what's happening in the Ukraine? You're like, oh, it's not the Ukraine, by the way. It's Ukraine. Um, uh, Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Which I just said. That's why I corrected myself. um, Yeah. So I just felt like. There's been, I think now at this moment, more people are starting to understand sort of how insane this is. But um, I'm, I'm, I fear there's still a lot of Americans that don't fully understand like why this is a big deal, mm. why Putin is like so terrifying, uh, mm-hmm. how it does affect us directly, even though that shouldn't be the reason why we care, why he hates the West so much and us. Yeah. And that he is a threat in a real way Mm -hmm. that we just like, I think our generation and the younger generation just, we've never experienced this the way that Mm -hmm. some of older generations have. So we kind of get complacent about like how these things can go down. (laughs) It's become very real just because I've been talking to my friends who are Ukrainian. Mm -hmm. I have two good friends who live in New York City and I've been talking with them via Instagram and it, their families are over there. Mm-hmm. My friend's brother is there with his, with his two children. They've learned how to use a gun. Right. And they have to go fight. And the men can't leave now. And the men can't leave now. Between the ages of 18 to 60. If you're a man between the ages of 18 to 60, you cannot leave the country because they need you to stay and fight. These are people mm-hmm. that are not trained 
they're not no. they didn't sign up for this particularly but but so anyway before we get into like that I, I think it might be worth giving like a very poorly uh delivered crash course <laughs> on what's going on <laughs> or like why okay. this is happening because i think that's one of the big questions and like i've even had a couple conversations with like more pro trump people who like don't think Putin's so bad and they don't understand, I think, what's really going on here. So just like really quick, um, and I wasn't sure. I mean, I had to do my own research, not at Fox News, but like real research <laughs> to sort of at least get like some basics on this. Yeah, because it's like I took history when we went through a whole, I think I was even in like a Russian history class at one point, but I it was it's so complicated and there's so many levels and deep things of like what's happened there. But quick crash course, World War One. Tsar Nicholas II was very bad at like running his troops and stuff. The The country got mad at him because they wanted to fight in the war to protect themselves. But he did a bad job just sort of bureaucratically getting bullets to the to the soldiers and things. So then, of course, that led to a lot of like the fall of the Russian Empire. Basically, people were very unhappy. They were dying. They were starving. There was a revolution. There was also a civil war. There was all these things going on in Russia. So originally, the Russian Empire was a certain size. It included the Ukraine. And um, the Tsar fucked up. The empire dissolves. These guys, um, Lenin and Trotsky, take over and they push this idea, This Bol the Bolsheviks push the idea of communism. Very complicated. You can look into like what the deal was. The difference between, by the way, what the Bolsheviks did and like Marxism, Marxism was about like the workers stepping up and taking control of the government. The Bolsheviks were like, we're just going to put in some elite people and we'll tell the like poor people what to do. So, of course, already that doesn't sound like it's going to end well. So anyway, lots and lots of time, lots of things go back and forth. People die. People do whatever. Eventually, the USSR is formed, uh, which that was like a very communist idea where they wanted to sort of encompass as many countries around them as possible. It was very big. It was like a lot of different areas were now under the USSR, including Ukraine. Um, and in 1991, because of various reasons and lots of things weren't working in communism, uh, Gorbachev was like, let's let's stop. Let's stop doing this. And they started like by 1991, these countries started becoming independent, including Ukraine. So Ukraine, it has its own culture. It has its own language. It has its, it's not Russia. It's like its own thing that's sort of been taken over and not taken over and then released and free. So it's been free since 1991. They've had their own issues, ups and downs of how they're going to manage their country and all that. It's very hard to do that. And um, they also had this at a certain point. Um, there was sort of like a puppet Russian Russian puppet government type situation in Ukraine, in Ukraine. I keep saying the because that's what they used to call it in Ukraine. Uh, and then they had an election recently and they had this amazing president. Volodymyr Zelensky was uh, elected. He was also like a comedian, by the way, like yeah, so crazy. He played a comedian. Yeah, he played a president filming some movie or TV show or something and then he became the president. Yeah. And I mean cuz and he was like people like loved him. And he was he won. He won the election and it was like a big deal. So mm -hmm. when that happened, uh his whole thing about running Ukraine was I want to align myself with the West. We want to like move forward. We want democracy. We want whatever. They ousted this like puppet Russian puppet government and this guy won the election. Putin didn't like that. <laughs> He's not into that. He doesn't like the idea that that Zelensky wants 
to be more westernized. He doesn't want, you know, he feels like he's losing control over all that sort of stuff. So in the meantime, this is where I think people get confused. Putin is like decided he's going to invade and try to take back Ukraine. But with for what? Like there's no he has actually no reason to do that in a legal way. Mm-hmm. And I think some people are thinking like, well, but, you know, I've heard a lot of people make arguments like, well, of course, Putin is feeling threatened because now Ukraine is aligning with the West and they want to join NATO and they want to join like the European Union. So, of co- you know, poor Putin, of course, he's feeling threatened. It's like, no, 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 that he's no. feeling threatened because he doesn't want to he wants to build his own empire. He wants to he doesn't want to, you know be embarrassed by this Zelensky guy who's actually like doing really good things for his country where Putin's failing as a leader and like people are starving in Russia. He cannot even take care of his own people. Why would he want more people? You know, Um, so that's just like a little, like I said, very terribly (laughs) described crash course into like what's actually happening right now. Also, by the way, Putin is saying he's trying to use all these weird excuses. First of all, he says he claimed that uh, uh, Ukraine was never a separate country, which is terrifying that he's just saying Mm. like, nope, I'm just not acknowledging that it actually is another country. Independence. Absolutely. And then also he's claiming that there's like Nazi behavior happening in Ukraine and it's like against Russian citizens and that's why he's oh really yep he's like it's the denazification of ukraine which is just not true i mean the leader is jewish Zelensky's a jewish man whose like family suffered in the holocaust so like it's not (laughs) what he's saying but he's just making he's doing pulling a trump that's why trump loves him Mm. he just lies and Mm. there's so much propaganda and um so that's what's going on so he it's a historical wrong that he's trying to make right that's in, in his, his mind, it's but he's also brain. But he's also fully. Yeah. Um, he's just misremembering history. He's rewriting history entirely. <laughs> Rewrite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's the other thing is it's not like Ukraine belongs to Putin mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And it's also not this idea that everyone in Ukraine is Russian. That's not true either. Ukraine right. has its own culture and its own language. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's just like insanity. And what are your the pro-Trump conversations that you've been having with these people? It's all over the map. I mean, it's like it's some people, you know, it's like and you see it also just from the GOP, like on the news and stuff. It's like Mm -hmm. some people are saying, like, why is this our problem? We shouldn't get involved at all because of this whole America first thing. So there's that. Then there's people that are like defending Putin because it's like, oh, well, but we're ganging up on Putin with NATO and and the West, you know, European Union. Like, of course, he's going to get defensive. You know, some people, like I said, some people don't want to do anything in there. Some people say we're not doing enough, <laughs> like that Biden hasn't done enough, that Obama. And in some ways, Obama kind of dropped the ball maybe when he let Crimea get annexed by Putin in 2014. So like, yes, I mean, I'm not saying America has done the right things throughout this, but but a lot of these sort of Trump supporters are grasping at straws to kind of pick a side or something. I don't really know. Um, and I don't think I think part of it is that they don't understand that, like, this guy's invading. He Just this one guy decided I'm going to go in and take this country. Mm-hmm. The people of Russia are not even into they're not into this no. idea particularly. Yeah, I know. I know. Even his some of his military people are like, uh, we don't think this is a great idea. Mm-hmm. But he's just decided that's what he's doing. And he but runs, he's, a, he's, he's a military superpower, though. 
Yeah. That's and what's he's an, the most terrifying. Yeah, they've this. got nukes. They've got, yeah, they, he can do whatever he wants to do. And he mm-hmm. clearly is doing whatever he wants to do right now. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy. Right. It's been an interesting, like this week has been absolutely terrifying. Um, but it's also fascinating because, yes, like you said, we've never experienced anything like this. We've never seen, we didn't live through World War One or Two or something, you know. But now with technology, watching mm-hmm. this unfold has been, I mean, it's it's a horror show. But we were talking the other day with some friends um, that because of our phones and like mm-hmm. Google Maps, a lot of things are coming out. Like Biden has been able to say like this is going to happen because of all of our technology. But even like mainstream citizens can see like, oh, there's a traffic jam on this highway mm-hmm. up in the north. And it's because Russian tanks are coming in. So mm-hmm. and then like some video gamers that I know were able like this is crazy shit but it's like these fucking (laughs) nerds that i'm friends with could see that there were drones flying over um snake island Mm -hmm. and it's like what like just but this is just our technology nowadays where it's we don't we're not we're not you know fighting in this war these my friends are just playing video games but yet they have this technology now at their fingertips and they're able to see the play-by-play for real right and it's not a game and that's what's like just I don't know if there's a disconnect there well, because I think, these are real lives. Well, what I'm hopeful for is that like famously w- Vietnam War didn't have a lot of support in the United States right. because it was the first televised war. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like when you can see firsthand what's actually happening like, you know, like a reporter goes out to Vietnam and then sends this footage back and then people in America are watching it on TV going, oh, my God, this is so fucking horrifying. These mm-hmm. children are being napalmed, you know, like mm-hmm. when you can see that in the photos that came back, that never happened before. You would hear mm-hmm. about people going off door and you didn't know what happened. And then your son would come back and he had PTSD and you didn't know why, you know, mm-hmm. like. But now it's like after after that. And of course, the the bombs are getting worse and the then the fighting, you know, the the, the things that the tools people use to kill each other are getting more terrifying too. But um, when you can see it, then you start to have some sort of empathy. And what's, I was saying this to my mom the other day that like, so Vietnam had TV, right? They had the news, Mm. they had these photos. We have TikTok. And like, that's been the thing that's been mind boggling is it's one thing to have a, um, a documentarian come into your country and then send the footage back. It's another thing when it's the person filming it in real time and you're Mm -hmm. watching it as it's happening on a live. Right. right. Like that's, it makes it really hard for you to not sympathize or empathize with that. Like it's really hard as a human. Like you, ha- I mean, who are you if you're, if you see any of that and go, whatever. It's, you know, I mean, it's not my who, problem. Yeah. You know? Right. That's like, yeah. these are just regular people just like any of us who just want to live their life and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're at the mercy of this one guy in Russia. Yeah. Just watching the military, the missile strikes and stuff on TikTok, on Instagram, on, I mean, just in real time. It's insane. And I mean, thank God. And of course, like some of these, I'm sure they'll start losing power and internet and stuff. But like that any of that has existed at all is kind of. Yeah, I was wondering. It's good in the sense that like it really lets people see what is this actually like? You Mm -hmm. know, this is really scary. But also the amount of spread, this, uh, misinformation being spread, though, is that quite too. terrifying. Like, there's yeah. been lots of footage from years ago that's being replayed on Twitter and TikTok and stuff. So it's well, really Putin hard. Him, 
he, yeah. himself was using footage of like another war in like another country oh, and saying totally. it was like Ukrainians were killing Russians or something. And it wasn't right. true at all. So that definitely is. Also- well, I was on Twitter in the middle of the you know night, like two in the morning, and just there were so many bots on there you could see, mm-hmm. which was just mm-hmm. terrifying, spreading misinformation. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to. It's just I don't know. You have to just check your sources and make sure you trust where you're getting your information. Percent, hundred percent. Um, the the one thing too that's been interesting about this, watching all this, and I had a conversation with somebody else about this too, is it's like right now at least we're hearing about how hard the Ukrainians are fighting back, which was mm-hmm. something that Putin did mm-hmm. not expect, and it's been really like the stories are. It's weird because like you don't want to. You don't want to like celebrate it because it's still like these people are dying for no good reason. Mm-hmm. But the bravery that we're seeing is really Zelensky's speech was so I mean, brave. Just he, unbelie- hasn't, he didn't leave the Capitol. I, I know he right. could have. I, I, all of our Trump would have. Biden would. <laughs> oh, Obama yeah, would have. From all of yeah, our people would have. Ted Cruz yeah. left the left his town when the COVID was happening. I mean, right. like these people are. <laughs> are they don't know they're nothing you know right but that's true patriotism like that's real like you know we we claim that shit over here and it's like no we are we're watching it play out over there no and that's sort of what so the conversation i had with a friend recently about that was like i was like i'm sort of inspired is like not the right word because it's not like we aspire to this sort of thing because you don't want to even be in this you shouldn't even be in the situation but I was like it is it is interesting I mean something I don't know what the word is I'll use inspired but that's not quite right to see these people really fighting for their freedoms and fighting for the freedom of their country and fighting for the freedoms of their families and and I was like in, you know like you just said Americans wouldn't do that in that same way or you don't expect Americans to do that in the same way and my friend was like yeah fuck that like I would never die for I hate America I would never die for my country and I was like this is where herein lies the problem because like you've never experienced a lack of freedom in any real way, especially as being a heterosexual man <laughs> in America. Like your idea of like freedom being lost is nothing compared to what people of Ukraine have experienced over the course of their history, you know? So like it's hard to compare. Sure, I'm not saying we should die for America. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I am saying that, like, when you have something to lose like that, like, what what is the alternative? You just let Putin come in and then just oppress everybody? Like, that's their alternative. So, like, that think that's the thing that's really struck me is that we, and I've heard this before, but, like, we Americans are so up their own asses in terms of, like, how much freedom we have and like i'm not saying we don't keep fighting for more that's what we do here on drivel women is fighting for more equality more freedom but to acknowledge like certainly things like the insurgents on january 6th it's like the op what are you you're saying you're fighting for freedom but what kind of freedom like i don't understand right what you have is better than most people in the world (laughs) so like right But this is where I feel like our country is so split because there are, I would say, go as far as saying a race of people in our country who, you know, like you're saying, has never experienced this loss of freedom. Mm -hmm. But then there's a whole other half of this country of, you know, people of color, Native Americans, like just there's a huge portion of our country that have experienced that type of persecution and oppression and that sort of stuff. So we are split in that. Well, um, and also, though, but who are the people that fight the hardest 
in the elections. It's the people who don't have as much freedom. That's why, like, the black women saved us in the last election is because we they have more to lose, right? And, like, that's where I, like, hearing this guy say, like, yeah, fuck America, whatever. I'm like, no, that's not the answer. The answer is, like, we keep pushing for our rights, but we cannot, like, the do we want, more than ever, I feel like, do we want these Trump people to be the people that decide how we live our lives exactly. in the Exactly. Is that really like right. what freedom is? Mm-hmm. And that these guys and the people that are like showing up on January 6th, they do not even I can't some of them know what they're doing. But like some of these people, they are even the ones that know what they're doing, which is just trying to be white supremacy country. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are they do they fully get that? Like they think that Trump is going to give them freedom. Trump wants to be a dictator. Right. <laughs> Like he literally like he he Putin is his like idol. Right. So anybody that's still like that's confused, question mark, about Putin and his actions. I mean, what are you you got to really look at what you actually want and believe because it's not freedom. I'll tell you that. That's not what you're looking for. If you think the Putin thing is like, okay, (laughs) but this is what's terrifying. It this is. is this is absolutely terrifying. The split. It, this is why this war is so important to us, and we should be watching it every day and understanding mm-hmm. what the effects are over there and how it can play out over here. Because what you're saying is that there are people on our land right now supporting Putin, mm-hmm. and they're mostly white supremacists. I mean, I think confused yes. people slash white supremacists, <laughs> right? And it can only deepen our divide that's happening right now in our country. And that's what's so sad. Well, the only hope that I have at this present moment, and we will see how this plays out, is that this has been a thing that some GOP people have finally like started to split with the Trumpers about because they're like, uh, you guys aren't getting it. <laughs> like there's because people don't understand they're being they're being fed something by Trump. They're being fed something by is it Hannity that keeps t- Tucker Carlson is saying these insane things. I, I don't like to hit people, but if I had the chance, I'd bop them on the head or something. But I mean, fucking he idiot. is. Yeah. And he's like, that's the kind of. Yeah. To, I'm, he's probably best friends with being Putin, paid. too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. Um, so, like, I think people are getting really confused I mean, I mean, that's me giving them a big benefit of the doubt. But I do think that a lot of these like uh, average American Trumpers that are not particularly, you know, independent thinkers, shall we say, I don't think they even fully understand what's going on because they're being told propaganda that they're buying hook, line and sinker. So like that's one thing that like is so (laughs) I mean, that's how that's literally how like the Holocaust started, where people are just like, yeah. (laughs) And when people feel disenfranchised. They want to have an enemy or whatever. They want to feel unified on something. And but that's where I feel like this is not going to work in the end for Putin, because like he doesn't actually have very strong legs to stand on. There's not like there isn't a really compelling argument as to why he actually invaded Ukraine. Mm -hmm. It's hard to argue for him. It really is. And they'll spin it. They'll keep trying to spin it. And some people are buying it. But like, I just I don't know. I, I think in the end and I don't know that Russia really has the ability to like they have like the nukes and stuff that's clearly the ability to fight but like they're not like their citizens are not doing well <laughs> right some of them you know the poor well i was just gonna ask so putin's allies at this point is china 
So this is like also interesting. The UN had like a vote. I don't remember what the vote was exactly, but it was like, is this okay? And the vote was everyone's like, no, (laughs) whatever that is. But there was like 11 of the UN nations were like, this is absolutely unacceptable. Russia was allowed to vote. So Russia was like, no, this is fine, (laughs) which is weird. And then there was three nations in the UN that just said we're not going to vote. So that was China, India, and Saudi Arabia or something. Um, and uh, the thing that's sort of interesting about that they were noting is like it's kind of not a bad, I mean, especially with China, because China is definitely Russia's biggest ally. For even Russia or China is having a little bit of a difficult time trying to defend this. So like that's also maybe something that, I mean, good is a weird word to use in this you know, time, but like hopeful maybe that it might be dividing the alliance between Russia and China. Because China's like, China wants to participate in uh, capitalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, right. they don't really want to fuck that up, you know. So it's that's why I think Putin sort of overestimated their moves. Also, by the way, fascinating to me. They, you know, so uh, Ukraine has been really putting up a fight because they are fighting for their freedoms, like we're saying. And one of the things that's really interesting is that like Putin thought he would just sneak into Ukraine, take the whole thing over overnight or something. He thought it was going to be really quick, easy. And there's he did not expect the resistance. And they were sort of breaking down. Well, what what did he how did he how did he underestimate the power of the Ukrainian people? And it was a couple of things that they said. One was um, he did not expect Ukrainians to fight back so hard. Number two, he thought he had more support in Ukraine from Ukrainians and Russians. Like he delusionally thought like there'll be plenty of people in Ukraine that want Russia to come in and take over, which is not true. But he just thought that, you know, because he's a megalomaniac. Uh, He also this is the saddest fucking thing ever. He also totally underestimated the fact that the kids they're sending in Russian troops would have no heart to fight. So there's all these like young boys that are that were they didn't even two weeks ago didn't know they were going to be at war who are now invading a country that they know shouldn't be invaded. Like they don't believe that this is the right thing to do, but they're being forced to do it because they're in the military or whatever the rules are over there. And so they don't have a heart. They're not. Fi- I mean, they have in the sense they don't have the heart to fight. Right. So they're not putting up a fight quite like he was expecting them to do and these some of these kids that are getting like there was this video this is like so upsetting um of this russian soldier who had gotten captured and these ukrainians were screaming at him and who knows what's gonna happen to them i kill him i don't know and he just was cowering he had his hands over his head he was just like shaking he he knows he's fighting for the wrong side you know he knows it he doesn't want to be there but that's where like so i think that that's like the thing where i'm Again, I'm being too optimistic, probably, but we're seeing this thing where you're like, wait a minute, like, what is this about? This is about one guy wanting power and he's going to just like force other people to fight for him that don't want to participate in this. And that these these leaders are the ones and in Trump's of the world, like this one guy is going to tell us that how we're going to live our lives. And I think that we're I don't know, again, too optimistic, probably. But I do have a feeling I'm just like sensing that people more and more are like, no, no, we can't. This is not acceptable. And there's uh, Russian soldiers and Russian. One guy heard there was a guy they interviewed in Russia whose son had been sent over to 
Ukraine and was captured and they were interviewing him and he was saying how horrible it was. And then he just sort of had a moment, like just an emotional breakdown and was screaming, why don't we send the oligarchs children out there? Why don't we have them fight? You know, and that's I think that sentiment, I think I'm hopeful is going to be one of the things that might lead us toward humanitarian like revolution or I don't know what to call it I think it's shedding light on the true evil that exists and then you can't I'm hopeful then that it's out in the open and yeah you can't there's no way that you can defend this type of evil I that's what I hope I guess I mean yeah it's very clear that a lot of these politicians here in America like Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. that awful human being, that she is mm-hmm. evil. I mean, she just said, I think yesterday or two, a couple of days ago, like may, she made a joke about how Putin is like Hitler and why is that a bad thing? And then laughed and then said something about how like she shouldn't have said that. It's like that this is it's very clear. I mean, and this is where the divide could be very dangerous then if it's that clear then what you're signing up for or like you're saying if it's so clear that the people that think they're trump supporters now are going uh what like how can you you go to church how can you go to church okay and believe that stuff (laughs) the bible so there's there's another there's another gop like candidate who's running for office right now and she said that she supports russia because russia is a christian nation I mean, talk about someone who's done no research on like what's going on. I will say this, though. Again, I'm trying to always spin. And I swear, I know I sound like maybe like a Pollyanna or something, but I really do think this is a thing. There was some guy in Ukraine that was talking about this specific thing, and I never heard of this concept, but it's creative society is the idea. We should all Google creative society. Maybe we'll do a show about it. Um, but the basic idea behind creative so- creative society is um, that you let people, let humans come first, not money, not guns, not war, not whatever. Humans come first. Everyone is born free and equal. Um, you, You are free to live your life however you want to live it, as long as it does not infringe upon another person's rights. That is like the basic tenet of this idea. And they were saying like, why can't, this is not a crazy idea. It's not a crazy idea that people should have a living wage. It's not a crazy idea that people should be free from wars and things that are being mongered by rich guys that don't even have to fight in them. Why does an average citizen have to even be in that world? And if you think that sounds like impossible, I loved what he said. He was like, you know, there was a time when like public crucifixions like out in the middle of like the public was totally normal. And everyone's like, yep, that's what we do. We crucify people out in public. No big deal. And then at some point, society was like, "Mm, wait a minute. This is not a good idea. Like, we don't want to do this anymore. This is barbaric. This is so awful. So now we don't have public, you know, crucifixions anymore. Like, no government is like, yes, let's now, you know, at least in the West. um, We decided that that's no more. So he was like, what is the difference between he's like, I, we can move toward a space where we just decide as a as a society, as a as a human society that like, no, war is not. No, we're not doing this. We're not investing in this. We're going to invest in education. We're going to invest in healthcare. We're going to invest in those things. And that like, you know, that like everyone and this is this isn't an American guy. This is a Ukrainian guy talking, saying that, like, you know, we need to just as a society stand up against the Putins and be like, no, you right. know. 
how how do you do that though it's like i mean i don't that's the thing well that's what's also crazy about russia is that like people are trying to protest there are russians that are really Mm -hmm. trying to protest and the minute they unfurl a sign they get arrested and getting arrested Mm -hmm. in russia is not exactly the same as getting arrested in the united states either um because people just disappear you know right Um, i was about to say Mm -hmm. it is like a you know kgb run (laughs) putin's in the kgb He's been in the KGB the whole time. So it is like a mafia run country. So no freedom of speech, no freedom of, you know, you can't put and peaceful, very peaceful protest. Just people on the street. If they, they were saying that there was people gathering, a couple hundred people gathering and they were just sort of quiet and then they'd sort of start chanting like no war, no war. Oh, that's it. Just no war, which seems like a pretty logical thing to stand behind. And then the minute like they'd start chanting, the police would run over there and then everyone would have to stop chanting because they didn't want to be the one caught saying it so it's like the fact that people are doing that at all is bravery like so brave um but i mean i guess it's just like power in numbers right it's literally going to be one guy against the entire you know if if everybody can kind of that's what revolutions are that's how it works you know the people come back and say no thanks like we can't do this but one of the things that makes it hard in russia is that russians have gone through so many ups and downs since World War One and maybe even before then, well, especially since World War One, since the fall of the empire, that like they just want stability, and that and mm-hmm. a lot of these countries they choose stability over freedom because mm-hmm. it's so it's scary and hard, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. so it isn't it's not this thing. You're right, it's not something that's just like yeah, and then let's just tell Putin to stop, okay? <laughs> let's just tell him to stop. It's not that. Well, hopefully but I'm like they'll, yeah, kind of hopeful. I mean, yeah, I I hope I. I think they're supposed to have uh, talks today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And again, this is Sunday the 27th. So who knows what's going to happen by right. Tuesday. They're supposed to meet on out. the Belarusian border to like talk it out. But I don't know what. Because because at, at the cur- currently, Putin is now saying, OK, we're going to nuke you. Right. Which is insane. I mean, I, so I, again, how can anybody happen. support that? No. They've been bombing kindergartens, hospitals, like nurseries. Th- that nurseries. You can't. And that was the thing they talk about Putin specifically is it because he's a KGB member, he's very, very good at psychological warfare. So mm. he will fully go for the nursery. He doesn't care. He doesn't on purpose. It's not like a mistake. He like, you know, he will go for the weakest because and that's not I mean, people are saying now, like, I think he's like participating in war crimes. It's like, yeah, I think that we're kind of past that. And there's been some soldiers who are psychopaths too and are excited to be at war. There's definitely Russians that are like in this. They're like, yes, this is a great idea. So like there was this horrifying video of this uh, tank that like picked out a car that was just trying to drive away and just went for the car, drove over it. A man was like crushing the car. I don't know if he died, but he- He didn't, apparently. I saw, uh, yeah. But I I mean, how terrifying. And so just so you know, that's a war crime. Just that act, that incident is a war crime. So because that's not what, you know, there was there used to be war rules or there's supposed to be war rules, which makes no sense to me either. But like, um, so, I mean, already we're not. (laughs) This is who you this is who you Marjorie Taylor Greene. This is who you want to defend. This is where you want to. Right. This is the hill you want to die on. It's yeah, it's going to get interesting, I have to say. And ter- and I mean it's already living hell, but yeah, yeah. Well, here's another thing. <laughs> oh God! If it wasn't bad enough, uh, I just wanted to point out because we of course live in a very I mean, I, you know, 
I were talking about all these things, but also like Palestinians have been getting bombed and the United States has been supporting it. Yemen is getting bombed by the United States, like as we speak practically. And like we're nobody's talking about that. So like and there's been genocides and different parts of Africa and different things that we don't really do anything about or care about or we participate in or we encourage. I mean, like there's a million ways in which like the United States and the West is like not doing good with that shit. And we are participating in it and we are activating it and like, you know, for sure. Um, So I wanted to make that a point. And then the other thing I wanted to say is we also are seeing all this through a very white Western lens because we identify it's close to Europe. There's like all this stuff that like, you know, they think that's part of what is triggering for and of course literally we are going to be affected by this because we are a part of the west and like that's just what that is um but i just also wanted to mention that if as if these things aren't horrible enough there are like african students that are trapped in ukraine right now and they had chosen ukraine as a place to study because uh there it was just you get a western education but it was less expensive to be in the ukraine and i don't know what the payment structure of school is but like it was just less expensive and ukraine has a lovely country and has been very known for like very friendly people and it's a beautiful country with beautiful culture so people are like yes this is a wonderful place to be so now with these this these attacks um people were evacuating these cities and going into poland and places nearby nearby countries and the black people can't do that they're getting yanked off of evacuation buses and replaced with white people. They are trying to make they're trying to cross the Polish border. The Poland's Polish won't let them in because of racism. Um, so they're like trapped. And they're a lot of the countries that they come from either can't or won't do anything to get them back. So it just, it's just worth mentioning, too, that like in even in like the most atrocious moments of war, there's still more hate to be had. <laughs> there's still more discrimination to be had. Um, and people that think that those lives are not worth saving or protecting what, you know, but the other ones are. So that's the thing that's also happening that I just, again, as white people, we don't always like acknowledge or know even about or think mm-hmm. about, and it's not reported about much, but just worth mentioning, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I did see a couple of videos, um, floating around this morning of a black woman trying to get on a train and being shouted and pushed back in the back. Mm-hmm. And for some people, their best bet is just to stay in Kiev right. and hide and, and pray. Right. I'm glad we did this episode because if there is anybody out there that didn't know this was happening. Um, or didn't know why, like, they shouldn't be supporting Putin, maybe. <laughs> like, or if they have right. someone in their lives that thinks it's not a big deal or thinks Putin's not so bad. Maybe you can talk to them more about it or something. Oh, yeah, just uh, start a conversation. <laughs> But also, again, I just want to like I don't want to end on this like because it's so scary and there's so many things that can go like left, you know, go awry. Uh, So I just want to like reiterate that like some of the good points or the points that might work out to our advantage if we want to try to look at this in a positive way. Is it because because this is like so unprovoked his his assault was so unprovoked it's really hard internationally for people to be getting on board with him so there's it's actually kind of unifying some of us even though we've been in a more fractured area i think even within the united states there's hope that it can yes there's a divide yes there's going to be more fractures but i think it seems like from what i've heard there's some trump people that are starting to rethink their decision now because they're seeing like how crazy he is and how crazy this sort of thing so there is some hope that people will have some we're kind of rallying a little, even within the government, like 
some of these GOP people will get on board with the with the Democrats and we can have a little more unity. So that's hopeful. Again, seeing some of these atrocities firsthand, I think, helps with people's empathy, which is fucked up, but is like a true thing. So maybe it will help with this realization that like one rich guy can destroy millions of lives like that. There's might be more awareness to not to not kind of feed into that kind of, you know, mentality and paradigm paradigm Mm -hmm. so i mean like i am kind of hopeful that like this sort of stuff just feels like really this is how we're gonna live in the 21st century like i just don't think we are i just don't think we're gonna i don't think i think that this is sort of this could be a really big positive turning point even though we are going through like the worst of it right now and i know pollyanna i get it you might be like what fuck that but i just want to say that like there's no reason and here's the other thing All the more reason for us to feel mobilized to protect our freedoms, too. All the more reason to fight the gerrymandering that's happening in the country. All the more reason to fight for our rights and things like that, because it is it's a slippery slope. And they've been telling us this since the people that were like, you know, the Bernie bros that refused to vote for Hillary. Like, this is what I was worried about, (laughs) because the world is more than just your, you know, your experience. So, like... And you may feel overwhelmed globally to take action. I mean, there are lots of places that you can donate money um, Mm -hmm. to support. But um, I think, you know, I get overwhelmed when I think globally, like, how can I help globally? But start locally. That's what you do. Absolutely. And start even like literally start like at your Walmart if like a person of color is being harassed or like if someone just needs help with pushing their cart out of the store like literally kindness is like the first step and it is being even being kind to the trump supporters that are like out of their minds it's like we are not going to win our war at home with like more anger and more hate you know and kindness not in the sense that we just let them do and say what they want but just that when we like have conversations with the trump supporters not to like not to let it devolve into name calling and just and you know you can't always change people's minds but you can just sort of kindly say like you know i i'm sorry you're wrong (laughs) or whatever it is you have to say you know Mm -hmm. um and i think also like more than ever we've been so lucky in this country to be in a secure, safe environment for so long. And that like, just that there's some, there should be some awareness in all of us that that can disappear at any moment. Mm-hmm. So the complacency that we've mm-hmm. seen with like people yes. not showing up to vote, not really worrying about it. It's like, well, does it, you know, oh, I'm a man. Like, does abortion rights really affect me? Like, I'm just gonna like not have an opinion about it. It's like, well, actually like you're not speaking up is for the rights of women is actually gonna hurt you in the long run too. You know, mm-hmm. and again, it shouldn't be a thing where you have to worry about like, well, how does this affect me? But if that's the only way it's going to get through to mm-hmm. you, then let's mm-hmm. start there. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not all doom and gloom necessarily, but we just have to be more proactive and we can't bury our heads in the sand and like and that's what they want. Right. They want us to be playing video games and being on our phones and looking at the latest TikTok dance and like. You know, that's what they want. So mm-hmm. that's the first that is the very first step. That's something you can do that is extremely useful is start to get proactive and start to um, t- teach yourself true history about what's going on, true, uh, truly other ways like create a society that we can be living in. Um, 
what was the thing that we did an episode about recently? Oh, about, post gr- um, post growth post growth economy. economy. This we is stuff that. we can all mm-hmm. learn about. This stuff that is so helpful, mm-hmm. and that's something positive that we can do. And just be nice. Not nice. Not nice. <laughs> kind. Nice kind. is stupid. Kind. Be kind. 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 Empathetic. Empathize with people who are not in your own shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And just be, I mean, like you said, like, do not bury your head in the sand with Stop. this. Stop. And we have so many. That's the thing. I think that that's when, when we were saying earlier, people didn't even know it was happening. It's because people don't want to know. Well, it's awful. I mean, it's yeah. it, it's stressful to, to, you know, turn on the news and understand that this is happening. But you, we, ha- we, you we are part to. of this planet. Right, right. It breaks my heart. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. So anyway, if you don't know this by now, we stand with Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, hello. And Easy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and thanks for listening. You know, write us in if you want to difficult women yeah, podcast and if you have at gmail thoughts i mean yeah we are not historians as we always say we're not we're not doctors <laughs> we don't you know no this is just like very but even the even the information that we gather it's like and again we're always questioning our sources and things but there are certain things that are pretty black and white sometimes <laughs> yeah so anyway be kind stay safe be nice to well don't be nice be kind yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right take care Bye.